around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. Or the bride. 
Now, I'm going to maybe for you, it's going to mess up some people's theology out there in the world. might mess some of them up in here, but I, I'm not concerned with that. I'm just trying to get us to look at things differently from God's eyes than from the way religion, you know, religion will mess you up. Religion will screw you up real bad. It won't allow you to come out of the box. The Bible said that the letter killeth, but the spirit makes alive. So let's see what we're talking about here when we're talking about marriage. Now I'm going to lay before you two scenarios and you can choose whichever one that you want. That's your thing. The Bible said that God brought the woman to the man. And evidently he was the officiating preacher. Amen? Amen. And they became man and wife, right? So I made before you today that if God put two people together and they're living as one flesh and allowing God to be their God, I'm going to put this before you today. That's one scenario. And then I'm going to put this scenario over here to you that Two people go before a civil judge or a preacher and say, I do, but they don't become one flesh and they throw dishes at each other. Who do you say is married? Exactly. Exactly. In the eyes of God. Because they're doing, you see, it's about doing. It's not about a paper. It's about what are you doing? That's what that thing is all about. So, it's a lot of people that have the paper fixing them divorce. Do you say God sanctioned that? No. Will God bring forth a marriage that's unequally yoked? Is it a marriage when, 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 when one says this belongs to me and the other one says that belongs to them? Is that a marriage? Trust 
get to the point now where we don't have <laughs> much option except to trust Him. Let's go to Jeremiah six sixteen. We're talking about just one. Amen? Amen. Jeremiah 6.16. Look what he says. Are we there? Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus saith the Lord, not just thus saith me, but thus saith the Lord. He says, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the new path, old path. He's telling us something He's telling us something about this new path that, that's out here now that just ain't working. Somebody say that kind of ain't work. Every time I try, it don't work. <laughs> Stand me in the way, says see. And ask for the old path, where we are, is it what kind of way? The good way is in the old path. The old way is right. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> mess them up. Mess them up some more. He said, for there is a good way, and walk where? Therein. Walk in the old path. And that's when you'll find rest for your soul. Walking in the old path. I don't know about you, but I'm going back to the old way. I'm going to fight my way back. Put it back up there, son, I'm not finished. I'm going to fight my way back to the old path because I'm trying to find some rest for my soul. But the Bible says that they said, but they said that, but I always cancel things out. They said, we don't walk you, we're not going to walk therein. That's what they said. So, I found that I've lived long enough in my life that there is no rest when I walk outside their own path. Amen? There's no rest for my soul. Now, I don't know about nobody else, I ain't going to do that. I can only give you what God gave me. And from the experiences that I've had in life, there is, every time I buck God, I lose. Every time. Matthew eleven twenty eight, I believe, Jesus said, in reference to finding rest for your souls, he said, come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy late, and you will find rest. For your soul. He's talking about going back to the old path, the old way, where's the good way. And if we walk therein, we'll find rest for our soul. Walking therein is walking with Jesus. How can two walk together if they're not in agreement? How can a marriage be if they're not in agreement? There's no way. It's not a marriage. It's not a marriage. Because a marriage is decreed by being one. That means that being one means that we've got to learn to deny ourselves for the sake of the other. It's the same with the body of Christ. The body of Christ has to learn how to save themselves 
for their husband Christ, because Christ showed nothing for himself for us. Can you hear it? Amen. Amen. So, as in Christ, so are we. So we see here about being just one. And if we go to Acts 4.12, we'll also see about this just one. Because in this world today, there's a lot of hypocritic teachings. And many churches today are trying to become what we call all-inclusive, a.k.a. one world religion. They're saying that there are many ways to go to eternal life. But I stand the difference this morning because the Bible tells us in Acts 4 12, neither is there salvation in any other, just one. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby men not shall be saved, not can be saved, but men must be saved. So, if somebody come up to you and tell you that there's another way in which you shall be saved, then you need to take it to Acts 4.12 because there's how many? Just one. Just one. All through the Bible, God talks about being in unification with each other. If the world was in unity today, look what we could accomplish. If we were in unity today and allowing God to be the one that guided us instead of our own citizens, look what we could be here on earth. We could eradicate just about all sickness and definitely all hunger and poverty. We could eliminate that just by the money that they waste in America, in the government, with that law. We could eradicate it. Least of all the money that's in the world, we wouldn't have poverty all over the world. We got it here, we got it in Mexico, we got it in Africa, we got it in Europe, we got it all in the Scandinavian country, we got it everywhere. But it doesn't have to be that way. But you know why it's like that? Because we're not one. We're not one with ourselves as human beings, and we're certainly not one with God. There are too many religions, and then there are too many denominations in the religion of factions, that's all it is. We call it denominations in Christianity. Uh, in Islam, there are many factions. But it's the same thing. And it causes schism in the back. So everybody got their own little way of doing things. When all you gotta do is go by this. But this is not good enough. For some reason or another. The word of God is not good enough. The only thing that's good enough is what we want. So we find ourselves in a bad situation. I want to give you some understanding on something here that 
Acts 2 1. Can I get Acts 2 1, please? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with how many called? One. Just one. And in how many places? One place. Just one. When did this take place? On the day of Pentecost, right? Yes. Now, you figure to see the difference of the kind of preacher I am on the spiritual preacher than what religion is. You see that word Pentecost? Mm -hmm. They always want to take you back, don't they? Yes. Am I right about it? Because they don't understand what Pentecost really is. First, you need to understand what the word Pentecost is and what it means in its original text. It means day of fifty. When you count fifty, five plus zero it equals five, right? right? Five is the number of grace. When the day of grace was fully come, now we're bringing it all up to now. When the day of grace was fully come, they were all with one card and in one place. See, 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 we're not going to be on one card as far as the whole body of Christ until we understand that grace must fully come. In other words, we've got to learn how to understand a deeper revelation of what grace really is. And until, and while we try to go back to Pentecost and try to speak this in tongues, well, we're just stupid as a bunch of music world. That's what we are. Because first of all, the word of God is a now word. Why in God's name do you want to go backwards? Why do you keep trying to go backwards when you need to understand what we're on here at Pentecost and bring it up? When grace, Pentecost, when it fully come, then we'll be on one call. Then we'll be in one place. That's why I do everything I can with the little people that we have here and the people that we preach to out in the world, which is a whole lot of people. Those that are listening, understand this. There ain't going to be no other color. There ain't going to be no other one place until grace comes into our life and we get some full understanding of what that thing is. Amen? Amen. On the day of Pentecost, when grace, Pentecost, has fully come, then we, we, we don't get on one accord. You understand? And it's the same way in our household. When we understand grace, then we're going to understand how to be on one accord. We're going to understand that. Instead of living in homes where a whole lot of hell raising going on. Y'all know a lot of people in homes today, a lot of wives being abused, a lot of men being abused. Hey, it's going both ways. Children being abused, quiet. And they go to church. They go to church. But because of the dysfunctioning, because grace is not fully understood, then we find that there's no oneness in what we're trying to attain in life. Amen? Amen. On the day of Pentecost. Day of grace. When it's fully gone. See, that's what they've been trying to tell us the whole time. But the preachers keep trying to take that way back. I'm not trying to go back there. I got enough problems right here. Besides trying to... Yeah. 
ain't but one way that's going forward. <clears throat> Paul says, don't forget those things that are behind me. And pressing toward things that are before me. Notice he said pressing. That means, you know what it means to press. That means you catch an head. Pressing. But he said, now I'm forgetting these things that are behind me and I'm pressing on because, see, I'm trying to win the prize. The prize of eternal life is really what he's saying there. I'm trying to win the prize, the crown of Christ Jesus through God that, 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 that's there for us. He said, I'm trying to press my way into eternal life. Somebody say, press on. Press on. Because Philippians 127 says, only let your conversation be and become the gospel. But not only do we have to talk, but our conversation is also in our walk, Lord him. See, our walk talks too. Amen? So it has to be becoming to the gospel of Christ. That whether I come to see you or if we ask him that I may hear your affairs, that ye stand fast in how many spirits? Just one. With how many minds? One mind. Striving, how many? Together or separately? Yeah, yeah. Together for the faith of the gospel. You know what a mess the church up? Everybody having their own mind, having their own agenda, having their little cliques, having their little religious organizations where one can come and the other one can. You understand what I'm saying up in here? That's what destroys a church. The only way we can be of one mind and one spirit is that we have to understand that when grace fully comes, we'll be on one call and in one mind and one place. See, we're going to be trying to do our own thing and our own agenda, having you know what I mean? See, you got some people that can come through your door that can destroy everything that we're trying to build here. They will. And before it's over, but if you're here long enough, you'll see them come and you'll see them go. And the reason that they come and you see them go is because they're not on the same line. It's in the word for us to be a one mind striving together. One mind, you see. You got all kinds of different minds and different agendas and you know what I'm saying? Let me look at it like this. The Bible has one mind. Foot don't try to tell about the mind what to do. Hand don't try to have a mind that does it. Whatever the mind says, that's what it does. Right? It's the working problem. Whatever that mind tells you to do, that's what you will to do. That's why I'm not saying that this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus. Because whatever the mind of Christ tells us to do, we're one body, the body's gonna do it. There's only one mind, that's the mind of Christ, that we're supposed to be in. When we do that, the body will be in one accord. And all this foolishness is out here going on in religion and in these churches and folk all over the place have considered, you know, all out of seats. But grace has to fully come for you. Without grace, I'm telling y'all, we don't have a chance. We better be glad grace came. Because without it, 
We don't have a chance. And if you think we got a chance, all you got to do is look at your life. Just like I have to look at that. If it were not for the grace of God, grace. It's all about grace, people. Ephesians 4. Just what is what we're talking about today. Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6, and we're going to get out of here. We're going Ephesians 4, verses 4, verses 6. Are you there? The word of the Lord says there are how many bodies? One body. How many spirits? One spirit. Just one. Even as ye are Christ in how many hopes? One. One hope of what? Your God. With one Lord, verse 5 says, one Lord. See that word, one keep coming? One faith. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, now here's where we messed up at right here with this one faith thing. Ah, we all got these different faiths out here. Mm-hmm. And they're destroying the body of Christ. Am I right about They don't want to go by the word of God. Because the word of God says they have one faith. I'm sorry, Catholics, but Mary is not going to make it when it comes to my salvation. Only Jesus Christ did. And I'm not going to pray to no Mother Mary. The Word of God told me to pray to God through Christ Jesus. Mary didn't die for nobody but herself. Am I hurting anybody's feelings? Because if it is, I'm sorry, you just heard it. Because Mary did not die for nobody. Now you got this cathedral over here that just burned down, that, that Catholic cathedral that's about 800 years. They got all kinds of demon statues around it. I don't know if y'all look at it. Like gargoyles and everything else. Sexual uh, innuendo. All kind of demonic stuff. But that's supposed to be what they call a church. I think the difference. And maybe that's why God burned it down. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> maybe God is trying to make a statement. Because he did say that he was going to destroy Babylon. Maybe God, we, see, we have to ask ourselves when we do, when we, when we involve with this stuff, where's God at in all of this stuff? To shut a heart of the Lord is such a terrible thing. And, and, and the next day, or almost a billion dollars was raised to reveal that ugly thing. With all those things around it. And when you go inside it, you see that so much money was spent on beautifying that thing. And I told y'all, I believe, last week how God, Jesus said when they tried to, the disciples tried to tell Jesus how beautiful that synagogue was. Jesus said, I'm not going he said that thing right there, it's, it, it, it's gonna fall down one block of another. And he was right about it. He was right about it. But I'm gonna tell you something about the people. They believe in building up magnificent buildings. 
They believe in that. But the people, the souls of the people that they build don't have no understanding, no knowledge. My people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. It's not because they didn't know the truth, but the Bible says they reject the truth, and therefore they're not going to be no priesthood to me. That's what God words do. It's not that the church don't know the truth. It's not that the people don't know the truth. They reject the truth. And because they reject the truth, they, they're not going to be no priesthood to God. Because they say that they know the word of God. That's what they say. They're all silly minds. Instead of what I would say, like the word of God said, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from that wicked way, then I will heal their land. And forgive them of their sins 